You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast on today, where we have a special guest, and I will introduce her in a moment. But first, we will start off in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time, praying that this podcast will be all of you and none of us giving our guest speaker wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that she can empower, inspire, and educate another woman who may be struggling with the same thing that she is. And so we thank you, oh God, for the transparency that this speaker brings. And we will be so careful to bring, to give you all the, to give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. So welcome. Our guest today is Miss Victoria. I'm going to let you give her a little back, uh, background about herself, but she is a mother of five. Is that right, Victoria? Yes. A mother of five, and she has three boys and two girls. And Victoria has a very interesting story. And I thought that it would be very interesting to uh, bring this, uh, bring her story to our podcast because there are so many women out there just like Victoria having the same struggles as Victoria and looking for answers just like Victoria. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest. Victoria Hill. Victoria, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am wonderful. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for coming on to share um, with our listeners uh, today. But your story has so many dynamics. It's really uh, challenging to decide where to start. And I think yours is one of those stories that uh, we can do like a three, four, five, six, seven, eight part series on, <laughs> just depending on which way we want to go. But you have two girls and then you have two boys and then you have uh, the two boys have a different father and your last three, which are the two girls and the young man have uh, a different, have the same dad. So what have been some of your struggles, Victoria, in that relationship with the father of your, your last three children? It's been difficult with just simple tasks as stepping up as a man and 
and being a father to his kids. It's like you constantly have to tell, hey, you know, they want to spend time with you or just the simple things as just talking to them and being there for them. But this person is just like constantly always on the go and just making up things to do like your kids come first at the end of the day. So you need to just be a part of their life and do stuff that being a father in quite like inclines. That's the word. Okay. Yeah. And so are are they his only children? Yes. Okay. So I know in one of our conversations previously, we had talked about the upbringing of this young man. And, you know, sometimes when women get involved with young men, they get mad at the mom because they feel, if, especially if there was no uh, father in place, they get mad at the mom because they feel like the mother could have done a better job. So in, in terms of that situation, I know, what, how do you feel about that? I feel like that growing up, he didn't have a lot of male figures in his life and a lot of male positive influence around him. So that it was kind of sort of like hard for his mom to raise him. And we all know that I'm saying like a woman can't raise a man. And so I just think that that was a big part of it because she was trying as hard as she could. But it still did not um, help him at all because he still just wanted this bad life. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's maybe because of the things that entertainment or what is displayed on TV that took majority of his life. But it's just like I think she tried as hard as she could, but it just did not help for for him. What kind of person is he that makes? you feel like it did not help? He's a, like a, uh, he doesn't want to listen. He don't want to follow instructions. He thinks he knows it all. And just in life period, you have to crawl before you can walk and you have to be willing to take constructive criticism from anybody so that you will know going forward what you need to do and how to apply everything to your life but he's not that type of person this person is just like constantly just I know it I figured out myself or just want to go about it in the wrong way instead of seeking the way that you're supposed to do it versus you know knowing to do it the right way but you're going to do it your way and you don't you just don't want to have no guidance that's where you don't want to have no guidance you just want to do it by yourself and can't nobody tell you nothing and you ultimately fail at anything because you're doing it wrong and don't and doesn't do not want to listen to anybody so how can you get the wise counsel that you need in order to move forward so what right. happens victoria when he fails because you're describing someone that based off of my experience when you have a man 
who does not listen to anybody. And I, I tell the young men that at school, oh, you're going to listen to somebody. If you don't want to listen now, you can listen in an orange suit and some handcuffs. You can pick up cigarette butts off the freeway, you know, in an orange suit, but you're going to listen to somebody. And it's very difficult when at a young age, young men don't get it. You, you know, they feel like they know everything and they don't want to listen to their mother. They belittle her and make her feel like her word, uh, her words have no meaning and, and she doesn't know anything when really she's just looking out for him. So how does he respond when he fails? Is he able to accept failure? Oh, no. Once he's failed, now it's everybody's fault. Now it's, oh, well, you didn't try to help me. Or, oh, I didn't know this. Or it's everybody's fault but his own. Mm. So he, he is one of those that does not take responsibility at all for his actions. No. Okay. And so how has that impacted you and your children? Because once things don't go as planned as he planned it to go, now I got to go back behind him and fix it to where it is going to work. Or, you know, I just have to find a different route for us to take if that one didn't work. And versus if we would have did this the right way the first time, we would have been moving forward. But so now he, we're backtracking. When he does things, do you, auto, do you know in your head, this is not going to work? Or yes. do you kind of, <laughs> so, you, <laughs> so you already know ahead of time that it's not going to work, but he's one of those who is hell bent on doing what he wants to do. So you have to let him go through the entire process and fail before you can put your plan in place. Yes, I, I have to let him see it out because if you don't, then you constantly, you're not letting me be a man. I'm a man, I'm trying to provide for my family. That's when you hear that. So you fall back, you let them, all right, let me just let you watch this fail with me. So then it don't go through. So once it don't go through, now you like, I told you so. But when is the time to say, I told you so? Because when you say, I told you so, now you got to be ready for argument. So you just be like, I knew this wasn't going to work because I thought this out. I knew, I already know. I've experienced this. Or if I didn't experience it, I know somebody that did. So I, I, I know right. what's the outcome, but I wanted you to see it your way. Wanted you to be so a do man. you ever say, do you ever say, I told you so, or you just kind of say it to yourself? Because you know, if you say it, it's going to be a problem. Right. So I just, some, sometimes when I'm on my little ante up, I, I, I will, <laughs> I told you, you know, when I'm, I'm, when I got time, then yeah, I'm going to say, I told you so. But sometimes, you know, sometimes I just pick and choose the battles. And sometimes I just like, mm, this ain't even worth it. Mm. how do you deal with this and did you have any signs at the beginning that this person was like this have they been like this as long as you've known them or did they evolve into this person over time they wasn't there was i saw little red flags about it but this, but I ignored it because I was just like, you yeah, know, it's okay. But, and over time, this person was like, 
he would, you know, be with my brother. And to, for me, I think my brother got all the sense in the world. You know, he's, you know, he's smart. And he would really listen to the guy, like what my brother would say. Surprisingly, he would. But after a while, I guess he just, you know, started hanging with different people and, you know, seeing that fast life. And he just really changed over time. Yeah. Okay. But it was always there. So how has that impacted your older sons? who he's not the father of, how are they impacted by this? Um, do you, or do you know, have you seen the impact? Because sometimes when kids are young, mothers don't see it. And sometimes when they don't see it, uh, the sons really can't articulate what they are feeling or what they are seeing. But when they get older, Victoria, sometimes it comes out and it can come out in the form of anger issues. It can come out in the form of resentment and bitterness. Sometimes not towards even that man, but it can come out many times it comes out towards the mother. You know, but sometimes the uh, young men, they just love the mothers no matter what, and they will take it out on the, the, the man who caused the problem. But other times they take it out on the mother, you know, as to why, you know, I had, I turned, because they turn out, they end up having uh, different, um, what is this word? They have different deficiencies in life as a result of what happened to them as a child. And it takes, you know, a while and maybe some counseling and therapy and some self-realization and God to help them to understand what happened to them so that they can make a change in their own life. Have you seen any effects of this man being in, in, their, in your son's life? In your son's life? Hope I see Yes, that. I did. I see it in different ways like one of them I can see that it kind of builds up like this aggression towards me like why you accept this or why you have this person around us this long so in the end it ended up being like you know you're not gonna try him so I guess you feel like I'm the weaker person to try so you try me but and a long time it ago, said that, maybe the one said that, or you just sensed that from their actions. I sense it from their actions. Wow, it's wow. like little pieces of stuff that he'll just, you know, slowly but surely like talk back here or there, you know, or you know, feel like he's gonna puff out his chest. Mm -hmm. And you know, or um, if I hear like his friends talk, I'll hear his friends talking, they'll be saying stuff about different stuff that he's told them about the life that this person chose and I just be like thinking I hope that's not what you think you're gonna do with yourself at all wow so how can you how can you tell your son that if that's what he is seeing environment is a huge part of what we become, what you 
as a mother are exposing them to. So if that's the man that they're seeing every day, it's almost like a, a family, be, uh, alcoholic family. If you got two children brought up in an alcoholic family, one is going to drink and you got two kids, one is going to drink and one will never touch it. You see what I'm saying? There, you never know how your children are going to come out, but it can be different. If there is an abuse, uh, abuse that's taking place in the family, guess what? You got two kids. One turns out to be just like the abuse abuser that they saw. The other one won't touch it, won't go near it, won't have it. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So how can you tell him that don't even think about being like this person when this person is in their life on a consistent basis what what impact is that having what impact is it having on you and i know i'm saying a lot in this question but how how can you fix that i just always give him examples i give him the you know the positive role models in his life whether they're my cousins, my uncles, give them those positive examples. And then I give him the negative ones as well. Whether it's with this person that's in their life all the time or around them all the time, or it's on the flip side, a family member or something like that. I always let them know, like, you know, this is what this person is doing. Cause he's not the only person that has this negative life like this or, you know, he, he's not the only person that has this life like this. It's other ones that as well around. Like my brother um, has a 15-year sentence. Um, he's down to like maybe like a year now he has left. Um, his dad did 13 years in, in prison. So, and my dad, his granddaddy did, you know, 12, 13 years in prison. So I just oftentimes give him those examples, but I always go right behind it or in front of it and let him know, hey, you remember Cousin Troy? He was in the Marines and, you know, he made this life for himself or, you know, just let him know, like, even if you feel like I don't, I don't want to go to college, these are other alternatives for you than being in the streets. Like, you don't have to be in the streets. You don't have to be in this life. I was raised in Summer Hills. It was the projects it was ghetto and I watched a lot of people not make it mm. not saying that I'm just to this thing I just know that my mama wanted us out of there so we after a while we started living in Stone Mountain and we was just like you know like man we in the we went outside we went up to the suburbs or something but like the Jeffersons yeah we moving on up so I just it's stuff like that that I be trying to tell my kids. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be like this forever. You, these people got these car notes and you think they, cause they got an SRT or, you know, or whatever these cars is y'all want, they got a car note. So that it's not like, I don't know. I just want them to see the good and stuff. Like, they don't think that cause these people living this fast lifestyle and getting this stuff that that's the way that you're supposed to get it as well. No, because you don't want to be getting stuff and looking over your shoulder when the truck going to come tow it or uh, when something is going to happen. So I just want them to be able to work hard so that they can have the lifestyle that they want because they can, they can do it. 
That's right. That's right. And the words that come from a mother are so important. You have so much power and influence over them with your mere words. And that's one of the things that uh, is important for mothers to know that the words that we speak, the words that come out of our mouths, we have to be very, very intentional because I'm sure just like many, uh, we, we hear those words and they hurt, especially coming from a parent. So shut your ugly self up. Look just like your doggone father. Can't stand him and I can't stand you. Ah, one cut. That's not a bruise. That's a cut, a deep cut. You bad in math, just like I was. You bad in reading, just like I was. You're going to have bad feet, just like your father. You're going to have, you're going to have, you're going to have, oh, I see, I see. You gonna, you got, uh-huh. And guess what? It's your child, your sons, your children. They are internalizing every single word that you speak. So as a mother, we have to be intentional. You know, sometimes things, they, they come and they, uh, they, they come very quickly and we respond, you know, very quickly, but we have to kind of get those words and catch them and redo them because the words that are coming out of our mouth is the trajectory that we are throwing so that our kids can follow them and they can internalize that. So as sons, that's great that you are speaking those things to them in terms of what they can be because boys can be tough because for one, you, even though you have, you know, the father of those three children in their lives, you know, you're still almost somewhat based off of what you said earlier, a single parent. Is that correct? That's correct. You're raising five children, even though the father is around, he's not really pulling his weight. He's not providing, he's not being a role model. He's not assisting or, you know, helping where he could in terms of raising all five of your children. He's there. And so that brings me to my next question as I'm talking, what allows you to keep him in your life when you're carrying dead weight? I don't know. You don't know? No, because I can't. Always because I think he's going to change. I, I I can't say, I, I, I can't give you an honest reason why, because I know that I'm lying to myself. Like, in my head, I think he is what he's going to be. Wow. Okay, so what do you mean by that? I think that some people will like slowly but surely show progression. Like, oh, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm changing at this. I'm changing this in my life. But he don't demonstrate that at all. So I just think that the way he is now is the way he's going to be. Mm, wow. 
Wow. So you've been with him long, long enough to know that he's not going to change. Right. That, that means you have to change. You have to change. You have to do something about it or else your life is going to continue on a down spiral because you're carrying dead weight. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so have you made a decision as to how you're going to deal with the dead weight? No, not really. One side of me is like, oh, I'll just, um, you know, feed them with a long handle spoon. I'll just, you know, I won't give them any limitation. Like, I'll let you still come see your kids and, you know. How do you, just, how do you still let him see his kids and keep him at bay? Because I think you've tried that before. How do you actually do that and, and, and believe that it's going to happen this time without him creep? Yeah, so I could, creeping back <laughs> into your life. Um, pretty much not saying nothing about what he, like not giving him any thinking not giving him the chance to think that I want no type of relationship I keep it I don't say nothing about what he has going on in his private life I don't question him about his whereabouts I don't give him none of that like I feel like if I stay on this side of things then he'll stay on the side that he's on because if I give him like a chance like okay I want to work this out and you know be a family then he'll get the wrong thing wrong idea and that's not what I'm trying to do I, I want to keep it this way I want to keep it you come see your kids you do this and we if we do stuff as a family every now and then once or twice a month then okay fine but outside of that then no like it's nothing intimate nothing like that like if it's a birthday happy birthday happy father's day you know just like that it's nothing that will make me nobody think oh we in love or I don't want to give him that chance I don't want to give him that that feeling because I don't I know that at the end of the day it'll never go back to or I mean God can do a lot of things but I just don't think that he'll get better or I don't think that we'll get better I think that I'm not the person for him I think he's not the person for me I just think that we'll just eventually go our separate ways or we're a co-parent and I, I just feel like we're doing it better this way. Yeah. So what does his co-parenting look like? I, I have a course out right now that is to help moms who have irresponsible and lazy sons become a self-reliant, responsible adult so that she can have a peace of mind eliminate stress and worry and raise a well-rounded son so that she can regain control of her life. When you think about irresponsible and lazy, do you think about him? Yes. When you think about uh, stress and worry, do you think about yourself? Yes. Does he ever get stressed and worried over things that concern you? 
Now that part I'm not gonna say no to. I I think he does, but I not for long. I mean, I think he does. Yeah, he do. Yeah. So so these these sons that we're talking about, the sons that mothers raise, and sometimes the the sons that mothers and fathers raise. You know, some of the common things that I hear. Um, and, and I will say, which I try to say often to help mothers get the picture, there are many mothers uh, don't see the light, their eyes don't open, the scales don't fall off of their eyes until their sons get in around middle or high school and just start bucking the system. But the signs were there er very, very early. She just chose to keep those blinders on because he was so cute and he was her son. But most of the time, the problems that our young men are going through were happening long before he was in middle, high, and became that adult. It just, I think it started happening when, no, mm -mm, it, it did not. And I'm sure your, his teachers saw it. There were probably complaints about this young man. There was something, they don't just turn out to be this way as an adult. So we talk, the, the things that I hear about sons and the things that I work with are, you know, when we talk about school age, they are, they, they stop doing their work at school. Uh, they may start getting into it over and over with the teacher, or they may not get into it with the teacher, but they may be very quiet and compliant. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Look you straight in your eyes. Uh-huh. Okay. And what? As soon as you turn your back, they will not do a thing that you said that's called compliant <laughs> he's acting compliant he'll look at you and he will act like he's going to do it and he will go about his merry little way that's called defiance but in your face he's looking compliant and and that fools a lot of mothers because they think oh well he I mean, he doesn't try to hit me. He doesn't disrespect me. He doesn't. Yes, he does. He's just learned. He doesn't want to hear your mouth. So he is compliant right there. And I've seen kids at school do it. They'll say, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And go and do the complete opposite. So you got to go and follow them. No, oh, you're going to do what I asked you to do. And you're going to do it now. So you follow and watch. Because as soon as you turn your head, they are going to do something else or they're just not going to do it. And so we're, we're talking about young men. We're talking about men who could, could some of this have been fixed? We want our men to become better men in the community. We want them to become better husbands. We want them to become better fathers. We want them to become better brothers because men are the backbone. God created the man, then the woman, 
but women are taking up so much slack because the men are not ready. The men are doing everything except what they are supposed to be doing. And so in talking to mothers, we are saying, hey, well, I'm saying if I can share some of the behaviors that I have seen and seen with mothers that is debilitating our men, just maybe, just maybe we can change the world one mother at a time, one son at a time. So it's really important, you know, I, I got to ask this as I've said it, because I thought about some other things. Victoria, do you think that um, based off of what you said, that he, you think he is who he's going to be? Do you think there's any hope for him at his age? Is there any hope? Um, I, I, I want to believe that it's hope for him because he can change. He can do better, but it's not going to be handed to him either. It's not going to be, oh, I throw a temper tantrum, I get it. It's not going to be like, oh, I walk up to somebody and forcefully take it and get it. It, it literally has to be you working hard and doing what you need to do for yourself. So that at the end of the day, nobody will have nothing to hold over your head. You can say, I did this for me. I'm leaving. I'm working hard for me to leave this for my kids. But right now, it just doesn't seem like it's hope. Is there anybody, does he listen to anyone? And then how does his family respond to him? His family is his support system. They, yes, okay, okay, you can do it. You know, they congratulate him on things. And, but, I, so I guess that you would say that was his support system, but for the most part, I can't recall nobody that he listens to, like, up to date. Okay. Where's his father? His father died when he was like two months old. Two months old? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. And there was nobody there to replace him as a man? No. Hit, nope. So you've been dealing with a lot, you know, and I would imagine based off of your ability to deal with this type of situation with no support and feeling like a single mother, there's probably some things in your life that we can't discuss on this call because we're about to uh, close out. But usually when mothers can endure this kind of behavior from someone and they really want out and they don't know why they're actually staying they see the impact that is having, the, the negative impact that is having on their children. There's something in your childhood that I would imagine that has made you this way. 
you know, very nurturing, very loving, will give the shirt off of your back. You, you see the good in people. Um, you give people more benefit than they need. And sometimes that can cause um, women like that to be in abusive situations, not just uh, from a relational standpoint, male, female, but work relationship, friendships, you know, with, with your peers, you know, people can spot your heart when you're giving like that. Even if you seem hard, some people, you know, I know ain't nobody gonna do me like that. Oh no, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? The person who is skilled at this type of thing, they can see right through it. Baby, I love you. <laughs> Or, you know, a friend, just mm-hmm. love me so much. And I, I mean, it can be so many different things, but there are some things in uh, your childhood that you're going to have to deal with in order to not allow this situation to repeat itself. How, how old is he? He's 28. Okay. And how old are you? 32. 32, okay. All right. Well, both still have a full life ahead of them. Victoria, it has been wonderful talking to you. Like I said earlier, there's so many different facets of your life that we could focus on. Uh, So we're going to have to have you back on. I try not to keep the listeners on too long, but just long enough to hear and and want more and want to come back next Sunday when the podcast is up. So I just thank you for being open and transparent enough to share. I wish you the best. I think you have a fantastic life ahead of you. I believe in you. Our listeners believe in you. And I know the next time that we talk, you are going to have big things on the horizon. So I wish you the best. Uh, Is there anything you wanted to say before we close out in prayer? No, thank you so much for taking this time out with me. Thanks again for coming on. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, oh God, for this opportunity to come before you. We pray, Lord, for Victoria, that you would give her the peace that surpasses all understanding as she keeps her mind stayed on you. Father God, we pray that she is the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, and let no weapon formed against her prosper because she is more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for every listener. We pray that those arrows were shot where they needed to go. And we just will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thank you, Victoria. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.